courageous conversations about sex and everything in between um so just a reminder to everybody thank you everyone who listened to the first episode we had about 500 plus downloads so i thank you for that i appreciate you spreading the word and i can't wait to continue having these fun conversations about sex love and everything in between with you so today we're actually talking about good sex, and I have a really awesome person here. Her name is Desiree. Desiree, tell us who you are and why you're here. What are you doing with yourself? Tell us more. Absolutely, <laughs> Vanessa. Thank you for having me first. So my name is Desiree Ann Robinson, and I'm a Maryland-based therapist, sexologist, and hypno-coach, and I'm really building as a healing touch professional, healthy touch professional, Oh wow! depending on how woo-woo you want to get. <laughs> Awesome, awesome. I cannot, healing touch professional. Okay, that's, that's so packed and loaded. I can't (laughs) wait to talk about that when we get, when we get there. I'm so excited. So this topic was actually selected by our listener, Jasmine. And Jasmine listened to the first podcast. She said she loved it. That's her words, not mine. And she wanted to, she said that we had talked a lot about pleasure in the first episode but we didn't really address it we started addressing you know all the all the different messages we got about our vaginas and about how what messages we got growing up but we never really talked about all right now that we know these basics now how do we move towards pleasure so that's why i invited desiree here because she's going to tell us all about that and how we can enjoy sex and how to have pleasurable sex so that's what the podcast is all about today But as you know, like I told you all, I want to hear more from you. Everything that we talk about really relates to what your thoughts are, what topics you want to talk about, but also we're going to be talking about things I deal with as being a sex educator in Baltimore, which is always a fun time. And I'm going to bring guests in that know more to talk about them with you. So keep your ideas flowing. Thanks, Jasmine, so much for picking this topic. And I can't wait to see where it leads us. So, Desiree, you're new on the show, and clearly I'm new on the, to the show because it's <laughs> second podcast, um, but we have a couple of segments. So, our first segment is sex news. Are you, are you ready to hear some sex news? I'm so ready. All right. So, our first story, um, <laughs> I'm laughing about this one because on the first show, I talked about Switzerland opening up a uh, coffee shop where you pay about like five, six bucks and then you're able to get fellatio oh. uh, as like an added bonus, like it's an added fee. Ooh. So here, actually that was Switzerland, here in Portland, Oregon, in the US, uh, we have the Moon Fry Cafe, which has dubbed itself as the SNM Club Come Coffee Shop. It will offer a hefty dose of... <laughs> Of a lot of those things when it opens in August, actually. So I guess it's opening this month. 
It'll be a place for coffee enthusiasts, members of the kink, BDSM, and sex-positive communities to meet, learn, and have sex. Um, so just a couple things about the coffee shop. It's open to those who are 18 and older. Um, there'll be a coffee shop in the front, an educational space, and a dungeon. Um, and the dungeon is a private space where people can engage in BDSM acts, um, and you don't necessarily have to be wanting to be engaged in BDSM to just drink the coffee. So if you're like, you know what, Moon Fry has some bomb uh, caramel macchiato <laughs> lattes. I don't know. I'm not a big coffee person. You can go there for that, and then you could just leave, or you could be like, I'm gonna pay this extra five dollars per person um and that is paying for your condoms lubricant and sterilization of the space so they're currently um crowdsourcing so if you're interested in um supporting house of fry check out their website at houseoffry.com but house of fry bdsm um coffee shop your thoughts golly i hope you have your your sponsorship from southwest (laughs) (laughs) for sending all these people up there You know, we're here in Baltimore. We don't, we don't really have that. Like, we're still, we're still building up to this yeah. point. So, the um, spaces here are kind of, you know, they're like uh, a la carte. So we'll, we'll give you a, a mellow yellow for a dollar. But this is really built into their. It reminds me of. Um, have you ever gone to the movies when you were younger and you take candy in? Yeah. Yeah. This is what it reminds me of. <laughs> So you you I, I can't tell if you're going for the coffee or the kink, but I mean what a mix. Yeah. What a mix. <laughs> I mean, shout out to Portland. I just never I just it was one of the first stories that came up when I was trying to look up stories for this segment. So I thought it was interesting. Hopefully House of Fry will, you know, send me some coffee blends. See? There we after go. This. I don't I don't know. Yes. <laughs> All right, are you ready for the second story? Absolutely. All right. So the second story is about menagerie. Hmm. Um, it is basically men's lingerie. Huh. Why do you think men don't why do you think men don't wear lingerie? Uh, I thought evidently they do. <laughs> I mean, yes, yes. And I'll tell you the rest of the story, but that's kind of how this article I was reading started. Why don't men wear lingerie? Huh. I, I so many things come to my mind right mm-hmm. now because I'm wondering, okay, is this to counter men taking women's lingerie, having to have the secrecy of it? Oh, is shit. it for better fit of their body? Because I'm, I'm a plus woman, so I don't want to be <laughs> stuffing myself into someone else's. Like, ha- have my line and my lane, please. So there's so many questions come to my mind. I'm just like, oh, why don't men? And are you creating an avenue for this? Right, right. I, um... <laughs> Well, I thought it was I honestly when I read the article, it's it's really interesting. They said this uh this guy uh what's his name? His this guy named Roman Sype, I believe that's the way we pronounce his name. Um he found this line uh in 2014 and he basically started it because he said that he wanted to create things that he wished existed. So mm. he wanted nice underwear, and when he started looking up lace underwear for men, he really couldn't find it, and he just decided to create it. And 
in reading the article and looking at some of the pieces that he had, they had everything from liter like literally like men's waist trainers to just like really nice boxer briefs made out of lace. And then he even had like sweatpants that were made out of lace for, you know, for the brothers that are like, I'm not ready to show all of this yet okay. i just you know i need to work i need to work into the box yeah, work I, need work to, I need to go into that and the i'm not even gonna lie a lot of the pieces look really nice and then it got me thinking why so why do women wear lingerie as opposed mm. to men if it's something that's supposed to like i'm assuming women you know people who identify as women wear lingerie because we're just trying to you know, do Damn. some feel feel yeah. sexy. Trying to show off the goods to you know bring bring it in, hold it up like whatever. Yes. But why don't we? I don't know why we think it's taboo for men to wear it. So I thought it was kind of an interesting. I don't know. I thought it was kind of an interesting concept, which is why I wanted to bring it to you today because. Hmm. I never really thought about it until I read this article. This is good. You're reminding me I have to step out outside of my sex brain because to me, I'm just like, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, but really, I love the fact that he's normalizing the experience mm-hmm. of, hey, I like this too. Mm-hmm. There's not a market. And good job, Roman, for creating your market and capitalizing on it. True American. I am not... M- <laughs> I'm not mad at Roman, and um, if you want to check out Menagerie, mm-hmm. I'm assuming that's the way you um, that you um, pronounce it. You can check out uh, Menagerie, M-E-N-A-G-E-R-I-E, mm-hmm. um, and uh, he's uh, uh, he's black, so support <gasps> black business, support small hey. business. Whoop de whoop, yes. go Ra- go Roman. Okay. So that's. <laughs> You see, I saw that spark on your eye when I when I said small business. All right, next we have our Pokemon sex toy line. <laughs> Gotta catch them all. I mean, I liked Pokemon growing up, but with the Pokemon Go stuff going uh-huh. on, this the, the craze. I, I I don't the reboot. I don't know what we call it. I'm I'm yeah. really this is where I'm really behind on the time. So <laughs> I'm gonna let you in on the secret. When I heard about Pokemon Go and how people were like trying to find them, yeah. I really thought that it was a scavenger hunt, like a real life scavenger hunt. Ditto. And people were like, no, I don't know if you want to ditto me. Um, <laughs> People, I thought people were like placing little figurines of Pokemon in like different places in parks, yeah. and people were supposed to like find yeah. them and like find them together. And yeah. then when I told my husband that, he was like, "Um, it's 2016, and people use their telephones for stuff. That's a terrible idea." So he kind of like took me, he took me down a notch, and then I had to like. Find out what this Pokemon Ghost stuff is. No, I thought it was like a special one day event too. I, really, I thought it was just like this fun thing, like a national something or another. So I was like, oh yeah, this is awesome. And then I just saw people staring in the space doing it. I'm I didn't like, know oh. what was happening. I thought people were using their phones to like be like, boom, I took a picture of it first yeah. because I found it in my scavenger hunt. I didn't really think it was like, no, I'm using the actual technology. Yeah. That has been gifted to us to find... It's just a long story. It's just a long story. But with the Pokemon line of sex toys, it comes from Australian vendors, Geeky Sex Toys. Um, And basically, this is their whole company. They do tons of different um, 
sex toys around just different, I guess, quote, geeky things. Mm -hmm. So they have, like, a Green Lantern um, cock ring, Dr. Screw Sonic dildo. They do some um, Sailor Moon uh, sex toys. So with their Pokemon line, they feature three dildos, Charmy, Squirty, and Balby. And they also have a pokey, I think it's a Pikachu butt plug. Mm. Um, so um, if you are into Pokemon Go, I mean this. I mean I'm supporting. I'm supporting you. Uh, <laughs> this is this is it. So check out their geeky sex toys if yes. you're into Pokemon. Do you like Pokemon? Or do you think you'd pick up a Pokemon Squirty? I don't, you know, I see, this is where I'm, this is where I'm just like, because I'm not into Pokemon, this actually might be more my speed. <laughs> if you are not uh, technologically capable, <laughs> or if you're like me and don't have space on your phone for another app, <laughs> yes. you might have space in your dresser for this. Come through, And okay. they're so cute too. Come on now. You know, you okay, maybe you need to be on their commercial because you are really you're really making the case here. When I read this, I'm like, I'm going to report this story for all my Pokémon fans <laughs> out there because it's just I'm I'm just hey. I'm coming around y'all. I'm coming around to the to the 21st century. Yes. Here I am. All right, you ready for some more news or you want to quit? No. Please, <laughs> more news. All right, so in our political landscape, I don't know how much you're keeping up on all of... I mean, we got we got our... Mm. Bernie bros are out. I mean, they're still here, but they're loud. They're, yeah. like, loud, but they're, like, got... Everyone's like, guys, come on. And then we got our Trump folks who were just... just wow. I mean, I don't know. Okay, and then you got Hillary where people are like... I mean, I guess. Oh, well, yeah. Hashtag, I guess I'm with her, girl. Guess, okay, fine. Hey. So, um, in the midst of that, before we had Trump on the main scene, we had Marco Rubio, mm. and um, Marco Rubio reported on Saturday that he didn't believe that pregnant women infected with the Zika virus should have the right to abortion, um, and even if even if she had reason to believe the child would be born with severe microcephaly, which is a brain defect that makes the brain really small and can um, contribute to seizures and even death at times and developmental delays. Um, He says that I understand a lot of people disagree with my view, but I believe that all human life is worthy of protection of our laws. And when you present it in the context of Zika or any prenatal condition, it's a difficult question and a hard one, Rubio says to Politico. This is where I got this story. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I don't know what your thoughts are. I'm kind of in the mid. It's not in. Okay. Oof. So I, I see. I'm, I'm everywhere with this. Yeah. I understand where some people. Not, not. I mean, support Marco Rubio, but I understand where some people are coming from. Where we don't want to stigmatize a whole host of or a new generation especially like we have a lot of these um babies being born in brazil where all right just because you might have a disability or birth defect does not mean we automatically need to abort you but then i also feel like listen if that is going to cause financial strain or emotional strain what have you on a family then I mean, I don't want to, I definitely don't want to take, I don't ever believe in taking away a woman's right to abortion. Like, I believe completely, 100%, I'm on the side of a woman choosing what's best for her. 
And so I, yeah, I totally disagree with him in taking away that right. So I don't know. How do you feel about this? I mean, this uh, topic is so charged for me it, personally. It, I can't help but just roll my eyes so hard <laughs> and blow out my breath because it's kind of like, okay, you are under a regime that doesn't even support mm. health care. Come on now. You know what I mean? Come and so on. you're saying that you can't even have the right, first off, you don't support abortion anyway. Right, right. <laughs> so the Zika right. virus is kind of like, of course you would say no. Of course. Like you, you don't even right. support it at all. Mm-hmm. So why do you even have a, a voice in this? So you're not supporting a woman's right to choose. Right. You're not supporting their access to health care. You're Come really on. setting up. It's it's just like a what's that word? Not democracy. It's a um, dictatorship. Yeah, that's how I feel. You have to keep the baby. Right. It doesn't matter what issues they have. Right. It doesn't matter if you want to choose this. Oh, and by the way, there's no more funding for ABC XYZ. Come on. You know. Come on. At the end of the day, it's the woman's right to Absolutely. choose. In my opinion. Absolutely. No, <laughs> I totally agree. I 100 percent agree with you. And I think in going off of what you're saying. All right, so you want people to keep babies that might potentially have, and we don't know what the we don't know what the long term right. effects are. So you're asking people to take care of children that might have these severe severe birth defects, but then on the back end, you're not going to support the social programs needed to make sure that they are successful in school, mm-hmm. they have the proper social support systems, et cetera, et cetera, yeah. and it's kind of like the same, you know, the same. Um, thing that Republicans often do. No, I want you to do it no matter what, yes. but I ain't gonna give you no money for these diapers. Your bootstraps. That's the, that's been said. Actually, <laughs> it, it's so funny because for a while we've been describing the bootstrap mentality, but Come people on. are actually saying it now. It's like, excuse me. <laughs> it's it's that, and it's like y'all aren't giving any money for the sex education. Oh, so if no. someone wants to prevent having this pregnancy, they don't have the condoms available. They don't have the birth control because Absolutely. you're also trying to take people's rights away with that. So it's just like, all right, I can't feel you on this on on this yeah. because you're not even. You're not. You're really not putting your money where your mouth is, and this is my beef when it comes to these types of like, especially charged issues when it comes to abortion, because it's like, okay, you realize that one, we all clearly agree that yeah. it is it is that woman's choice, it is that person's right, but then on the back end, you're not trying to support the sex education, no. the resources, the conversations, like you're it's antithetical just, to it. As a matter of fact, come on now with that SAT <laughs> word. I see you SAT word. What you get? against that there is no option there's no choice no agency if we're going with the academic words these come days. on now <laughs> okay okay all right i <laughs> work that degree just work saying. that degree no i totally agree and just to give some more um background so um actually voting on funding to help research more about zika virus and treatment was actually brought up to congress and it failed. Wow. And I'll tell you why. So it said that Senate Democrats rejected GOP funding measure um, at 52 to 48, arguing that it would rob Obamacare funding, impose new restrictions on Planned Parenthood, and provide some $800 million less than the Obama administration is seeking for the support needed to combat Zika. they're also myth that the measure, part of legislation to finance the Veteran Affairs Department, would allow the Confederate flag to fly at veteran cemeteries. 
So, y'all just wanted to add every single damn. The, when I saw the Confederate flag part, I was yeah. like, so what? Price of tea in China. <laughs> All right. All right. Like, what does that have to do? What I just. Yeah. The only hope I have in, in that fact is that it was 52 to 48, which tells me that there's some. There, there's some charge true, to it, you know, true. that there are people who are actually kind of like, oh, wait a minute, mm-hmm. and hope, hopefully, next <laughs> go around, because <laughs> we, we still don't know, when that decision was made, we weren't, we didn't really know much about Zika in the first right. place, so I remember when it first came out, it was just kind of limited to a small quarantine of women, mm-hmm. don't travel, but right. now it's, it's in the STI information, yeah. so it, it's becoming so rampant, and we still don't know so much more about it, so it's kind of like, Absolutely. don't don't limit us to the world yeah, that we don't know. Absolutely. And you're asking people, you're and the way I see it, you're asking people to to take on some, like you're saying, take on something that's so big, huge and that we just it's just such uncharted territory mm-hmm. that's just that's just coming up now. And I I think it's so interesting that you're saying how we didn't know much about it because before it was kind of like, oh, those chicks over there in Brazil, yeah. oh, boo, that's so sad. And now that it's in Miami, everyone's like, oh, oh wait. <laughs> oh, all those people coming back from the Olympics? I'm a regular girl, and I know some regular folk going over there. Okay. <laughs> they say Okay. <laughs> So it's like now, and I was reading some articles this weekend where it's like Miami, like Wynwood, where they have all the art is just kind of mm. not like business is slow mm. because people are scared. And so literally you're, you're, we have a scare coming and you're like, no, you know what? I'm not going to give you guys any information, no condoms. And even in Brazil, I know some of the laws that they were dealing with were they're not going to provide any more condoms. They're not going to, and they told women. Wow don't have sex. They weren't telling the guys, hey, sir, if you feeling frisky, this is is what you could do with that. They didn't say any of that for the men. So, still, like you're, like, like, like we're saying here, all the agency is still, and all the responsibility is still on the woman's back to not get pregnant, to either have a baby, or forced to have a baby that they might not know how to care for. Yeah. And the world turns. (laughs) What does Marco Rubio know about having a baby anyway? I, I, mean, I wouldn't even make that call. I'm I just mean, saying. It's just it's, it's freaking Marco Rubio. Oh, gosh. Huh? And you let Trump beat you. So I don't know if I could trust Marco Rubio. You let Trump beat you out. I mean, I, I don't even know. I don't even know. Yeah. If I, could... <laughs> I don't know if I could. I don't know what you. I don't know what you're saying, Marco Rubio. So all right. So our last. A story here, which kind of saddened me, was about a young girl named Nia Green. Uh, she's a 16-year-old girl from Savannah, Georgia, and it in this article that I read, this is, these are not my words, she had posted salacious, and I'm doing, y'all can't see me, I'm doing air quotes, salacious photos of herself with her boyfriend on her Facebook page. Um, her mother saw this and went on a beating rampage with her and you know people have so many thoughts on punishment and spankings and all of that uh but what made this one different is that her mother posted it to her her daughter's facebook live page Mm. and so she she had someone which i thought was so interesting she had someone record her beating her daughter for these photos while the beating was happening with a piece of plywood and punches to the face and punches to her body, um, the mother called her nasty, 
Ho and was um, engaged in the five-minute rant while calling her daughter a thought. Um, the video has been forwarded to the Savannah uh, Metropolitan Police Department, but no charges have been filed. And what I think is most interesting, a spokesperson said that they interviewed the daughter. The daughter said she did feel safe in her home, and next time she's going to keep her business to herself. Mm. Wow. Wow. Mm. I'm going to let you take this one away, Desiree. What are your ah! thoughts? <laughs> what are your thoughts? I'm quiet because it's just so... Um, there's a lot. It's so, it's so, it's so much. It's it, for me that one was really really charged. Yeah, I mean when you think about plywood punches oh, to the face, like are, are you killing? Like people don't even jump people like that anymore. Hello. That's crazy. What is it, Baltimore lingo bank? People even, don't even get banked like that. <laughs> like oh my gosh, and this is your mother, your mother, and whoever is holding the phone video. You know what it reminds me of is the many people I see in therapy and in coaching who have such guilt and shame mm. around sex and sexuality. Right, right. And, and, and you wonder why we have these people who are just, like you, like she said, keeping it to herself. So I, I don't Absolutely. really know what her mom expected from this. I can see yeah. why she was disappointed and yeah. frustrated. Absolutely. But at the same time, that's not going to make her hate sex. She just said she's going to keep it to herself. And she basically said, Mom, I hate you. <laughs> Okay, so these are sixteen years old. My goodness gracious, such a tender age. I, I I'm, okay. we're here. We're here. <laughs> I'm, I'm. I totally agree. I think for me, and same thing when I'm when I'm doing education with parents, and I'm telling parents, hey, you have to talk to your kid. They're looking at me like, hmm? wait, what? And when it comes to different things, such as, you know, what their rights are as minors and that. Right. Right. <laughs> right. It's always just this red flag. And it's like, no, I'm going to support you in talking to your kid. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, like, I'm going to go away. I'm, I, you're going to have the constant stream of questions. And I need you to be empowered enough to talk to your mm-hmm. kid about things that, literally are going to be happening internally emotionally with them and helping them put that in a healthy place and if your value is and that's the thing i like to help parents explore if your value is i don't want you having sex in this house until Mm -hmm. you're married that's not what we do here then fine communicate that with your kid yes like you cannot expect to be like well i told said nothing Uh Uh then you did it and again just because you told your child something doesn't mean they're going to do it the right way Mm -hmm. but then for this to be the consequence because you didn't do it the way i wanted you to do it and i'm going to assume i don't know anything about this mom i'm going to assume that she has not had these comprehensive conversations about what her values are how no. and if she chose and if your daughter chooses to have sex, these are ways you can protect yourself. And even just a simple conversation about social media. Yes, exactly what was on my mind. Like, hey, you know, perhaps privacy is a beautiful thing. Hello, you know. But at the same time, in turn, it shows you how mom values social media. These are your friends. These are okay. your friends, and I want 
them to see you being embarrassed. And I didn't I did not want to contribute to the like to the to the views of yeah. this video and the numbers of this video, but I did check it out and literally at the end of the video the mom turns the camera on herself, fixes her hair and is like I want y'all to make this viral. Wow. So it's like, wait, what? Like, wait, what kind of conflicting Basketball ass... audition? <laughs> what is... What kind of conflicting ass messages are you giving? I don't want you to post things on social media, but I'm going to turn all of the people who know you on your social media to make fun of you or to X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And then I'm going to get on... So it just didn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. And look, I know it's hard... You know, parenting children, I know it's, you know, there's a lot of responsibility that comes with that. But at the same time, it's like, girl, what? Why? What is this beating? And like you're saying, is this beating is literally leading to the shame, not not empowerment, not, you know what? Next time, next time I'm going to blah, blah, blah. And it's. It, it actually might be consistent with her values, though. I know mm. you mentioned before that she um, she said in the video about how it was a poor reflection on her as a yeah. parent. Yeah. So this whole thing is me. I, as parent, didn't teach you this. I'm going to show you this. And for all you other people, know that I don't approve of right, this. Right, right. Not even about the girl. It's, yeah, it's, um, it's... It's sad. Yeah. It's it's sad, and I think that leads us to basically why we're here. Yes. How that, you know, things such as, you know, our earlier adolescent experience or earlier just childhood experiences could lead, can basically lead the path to all our other sexual experiences. Absolutely. And when I think about it, I think about it in the context for myself um, as far as, like, why I do the work that I do. Mm-hmm. So I really believe... And I say this all the time, the reason why I got into sexual health education was because I feel that the conversations that we have about sex are one of the most important conversations. Mm -hmm. And depending on how good or how bad we've had them, it kind of leads the pathway for the rest of the things that happen to us, Mm -hmm. such as, are we going to have healthy relationships? Can I communicate? um, Can I communicate in a relationship how do I feel about my body? Is my body good enough? Hey. Or does it look good? And so it literally, I know people are like, this is so ridiculous. Why are you so into having these conversations? But I, I feel like it literally leads a traje- trajectory of everything else that can potentially happen yes. and how we deal with certain situations later on. So good and healthy sex. Ooh, so, so <laughs> many buzzwords. Just dinged in my mind. I'm like, yes. So... How do you define good sex? Good sex. I'm going to use a metaphor if that's okay. Oh, please. <laughs> I got my poetic. <laughs> snap, snap, snap. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's like cooking a meal. All right? It doesn't matter if you are a crock pot cooker. Come on. Or if you're cooking with Miss Patty. But <laughs> you buy the ingredients. So imagine green peppers, ground beef, seitan, if you're not into that beef. Mm-hmm. I, see you, I see you supporting the vegans okay, out there. Yes, Shout out to yes. the vegans. Choice, choice, right? <laughs> so you, you have it all. It's very colorful. You're thinking about what you want. Mm-hmm. You get home. You have to prepare it, right? So we've gone from a little bit of mind sex into preparation, mm. whether you're having the conversation with yourself reading the directions okay start cooking oh it starts to 
change mm. just a little bit. Those onions start to caramelize. Yes. And <laughs> that body, <laughs> the, the arousal yeah. platform starts to change in your body. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And then when you're ready to sit down and enjoy that meal, depending on how good of a cook you are or how much seasoning you've used, you can close your eyes and really just sink into that dish. That dish, whoever your dish is, and it can be you yourself. <laughs> I close, I close my eyes. I close my eyes. I'm there. I'm there. And yeah. if it's really that good, sometimes afterwards the fragrance stays. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Oh. Damn. Okay. <laughs> that that's my metaphor for pleasurable sex. Some of y'all, it's okay to go to Whole Foods after this and be like, oh yes, carrots and chickpeas. And I know chairs and chickpeas. Oh. Man. No, I love, I love that. I love that me- I love that metaphor. <laughs> I really do. I I was thinking about my answer to this all week and I think that I think it's just, there's so many components like yeah. you're saying. I think good sex is one, it feels good. Mm-hmm. Two, you actually want to do it. So you're not being coerced. <sighs> How do you feel after? That's a big big part. I so tell me about that. Why do you think that's a big part? Oh, well, you can have good sex Mm -hmm. that felt good. Yeah. And if afterwards you both roll over and you're kind of back to back and you're kind of like, oh, geez, but I want to snuggle. I want some afterglow. Mm -hmm. And you guys are very divided on how you spend that time. It changes your view of how that sex went. Oh. And that informs your sexuality, how you behave the next time around. Am I going to be more or less inhibited with my partner? It's a, it's a huge cycle, in my opinion. Oh, man. I didn't even think... Okay. I I didn't even think about all it's of those okay. things. I didn't even think about... See, this is why I have you here, Desiree. <laughs> you just out here just shining the light on the people huh. and the ingredients and the good sex. <laughs> <laughs> so, when it comes to good sex and having pleasurable sex, why... I guess in your experience, and I know that and I want you to get into this too, about you're a tantric healer, you're a sexologist, you're a psychotherapist. Why do you think it's hard for women to speak up about bad sex and why they're not having good or pleasurable sex? I think a lot of it are these archetypes, those stereotypical ways that women aren't supposed to say things, we're not supposed to ask. If you do A, B, C, X, Y, Z, he will not blah, blah, blah. Or she will oh, not, blah, blah, blah. Yes. Or they will yeah. not. <laughs> no, I see. You're trying to be inclusive here. Yeah. I, I hear you. But I, I totally get it because I think, um, I think especially as being, um, you know, as being a married woman, mm-hmm. I always get, well, girl, if you don't blah, 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 then you know he's going to find it somewhere else. Yes. Or you know if you don't have clean drawers on every time he wants to go, then sorry, he's going to leave you. And don't even care. That's the thing. That's the thing. That's what we're we're taught into what we internalize, what we get from our our friends, Mm. so on and so forth, from media, so Uh on and so forth. And at the end of the day, you might have a partner that's like, Oh, no, no, no. Please don't wax or shave any of that. Right. No. Oh, my gosh. You're so right about that. And I... Yeah. That's why you just out here, just boom, <laughs> dropping SAT words and oh my gosh. 
No, you're right. So tell, like, what do you find in your experience? Is it is it just fear of a partner leaving, or do you think it's just people not having the words to communicate? What is keeping us from really speaking up? I think it's all of the above. Mm-hmm. And to be frank, when people are usually scared of their partner leaving, I have a therapist brain, so I can kind of no, see things. No, tell us all. We want to hear it all. <laughs> I see things before they happen, mm-hmm. just because it's human behavior. Yeah. <laughs> Typically, if you're worried about a partner who's going to leave because of this, that relationship isn't going to sustain. Mm. Um, It's just not. Right. I think a lot of it is that we're trying to fit into this ideal, this mold, and we feel if we say something, it'll break. Mm. Mm. It'll it'll break. Right. (laughs) Nobody wants misshapen Barbie. (laughs) Nobody. And as a plus-size woman, my work caters to people of size. My mission is to create a world of celebration. Yes. And understanding for everybody. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm I'm giving the church lady hand, y'all. Y'all can't see me. Keep keep going. I'm with this. I'm with this. And so it's inclusive of sex. What is that woman's name? Oh, my gosh. She's so funny. Melissa McCarthy. Uh Uh-huh. Mike and Molly. Yes. For the longest time, she got a lot of flack for being a woman of size, but they talked about sex on Mike and Molly. Mm -hmm. Why? Because they're a married couple. Right. It's what happens. Right. It's what they do. Yeah. we're so focused on and we're shamed for our bodies just like we talked about mm-hmm. <laughs> with Facebook mom. yeah so at some point in, yeah at some point in time we need to reclaim our bodies we need to have these conversations allow them to be explicit mm-hmm. be comfortable mm-hmm. with them being as explicit as you need for the and explicit just meaning uh not provocative mm-hmm. but concise Absolutely. Absolutely. I just, I think you just said so, so many things there. I think that, do you, well, here's the thing. Do you think that when it comes to having these conversations, especially as, you know, someone in size, chubby, fat, like, do you think it's harder to speak up, especially in the bedroom or if something's not going well, as opposed to someone who may not classify themselves as such? I think for anybody, Mm -hmm. it is Mm -hmm. until you realize just how awesome you are. Ooh, yes. <laughs> just the fact that you have a captive audience. Yes. When you stop playing sidebar character or or towel boy and yes. you start being a list star in the bedroom. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yes. You're not running water here. Right. You are the center of attention. When you start to claim that presence you have. Absolutely. We can have that space where you're comfortable in these conversations. You still might be nervous. Right. It might be a new partner, an old partner. Right. You guys might be trying something new. Right. It's like, why do you have a pony plug? What is that? <laughs> <laughs> Don't spring that on your partner. <laughs> okay. She might be like, why right. is there another person? That's right. not something you do. Right. <laughs> you don't spring that. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but I'm a big believer in communication with yourself and with your partner's Hello. We are, we, we at Vagicine, we believe that yes. here too. So when you said becoming the star of the mm. performance, yes. how can we, do, how can we do that? How can we get better at that? Like oh what, in your background, and I mean, you bring so much to it. What do you, what, I guess, what are a few things that people can do? It doesn't have to be a few things because we ain't got nothing but time here. So <laughs> what, yeah. What do you think? Let's see. For, for my folk or a little bit more. Mousy, maybe they're clutching their pearls. Mm-hmm. I hope not listening to Vagistine, but, but <laughs> perhaps not. 
putting on the outfit, getting into the role. And I say this, you guys about to get some free therapy, right? Okay, I'm listening. (laughs) I'm listening. We have these scripts that we say to ourselves all of our lives. Mm -hmm. You're not worth it. You're not good enough. So on and so forth. It's like an actor getting ready for a role. Mm. They have to break character eventually. We don't break those characters. You need to learn some new lines. Wow. Right? So that includes telling yourself something different. Even if it's, let me try something today. Dress the part. Right. Who are, are you? Are you in Lady Marmalade? What's happening? Oh. Are you in Cats? <laughs> right. <laughs> are you the devil that wears Prada? Right. I don't care who you are. Right. Dress the role. Right. Play the part and really just embody it. Just try it. Right. You right. know, the time's going to pass anyway. Right. Just try it. So right. that, that's a good starting ground. I like that. I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. I like that a lot. And I think something that you incorporating into that is even just like telling yourself Mm -hmm. so even if you're not ready to take that leap I think even just telling yourself like oh man I gotta go on or girl Mm. this booty yes Yes. like (laughs) he knew what he was doing (laughs) (laughs) yeah I do think that I think what you're saying is absolutely true that that self-talk can definitely I mean Mm. I'm a huge believer in in positive self-talk and how that can you know just even just boost you up just a couple of notches even if you even if you're not fully believing it yet yes. i think and i'm a self talk in the mirror kind of person mm-hmm. and just self talk repeat in my mind kind of person mm-hmm. like all right you are this you are beautiful yes. you are worth it you are worthy of being with someone who appreciates you mm-hmm. and and i think another thing that i started thinking about too especially when talking with girlfriends is you are worthy of being with someone who's not taking you for granted so with this whole like you know oh I, if i don't do x y and z or if i don't show up in this way my person's going to leave leave me well then fine that's okay that's not the person that was meant to be with you if those are the if that person instills fear in you yes. unnecessary fear then guess what? They're missing out on something extraordinary and wonderful and mm. amazing. It's their laws, yeah. not yours. And so I think that that's what I, it's especially when I get into these conversations with girlfriends, I'm like, no, mm-mm. Yeah, mm-mm, mm-mm. guess what? This literally, this world is your oyster. Yeah. You do what you need to do. You yes, do what you want to do. Yes, <laughs> get under the sea. Yes. <laughs> And even like you were saying, yeah. when you kind of you, you look at your booty, start looking at yourself a little naked. Yes, that's the, that's the next step. Yeah. You yes, you, you are step number two. I was breaking all your steps. I'm no, sorry. Go for it. Go you for it. Perfect. <laughs> no, but people look at themselves naked and they see the the flaws. Yeah, quote unquote flaws. Absolutely. Okay. Um, do like the Instagram models do. Scoop it up a little bit. <laughs> arch your back. You know, put on your best wig, or if you have the hair, flip it. Put it on a full face. Start again. Adding yes. to the character. Right. I, I met like someone that. this past week, and they were kind of like, <laughs> "Censor yourselves." She <laughs> said, "If I can still see my punani, that means I ain't fat." She created <sighs> definition to what her fat meant. Okay. 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 She she created an algorithm. She was like, "F what the scale says. Yes. If that belly ain't hanging, then." <laughs> But I can still see you. We're good. She said, I always wanted a big butt and I got back rolls. But I said, thank you, back rolls, because you helped me get that butt. I said, you are on it. Create some definition right. to how you look. Absolutely. And, and since this is vagistine, no offense to anyone who has male parts, no, penis no, parts. No, no, no. Um, 
masturbation. Tell us more. <laughs> yes. And because I'm a, I'm a tantra person. Yeah. But before you get into the tantra, yeah. what does that mean? So my goal is to get us out of this pathology of how we think mm -hmm. and really get ourselves into our bodies. Ooh. And so that's another reason why I really try to stay away from a lot of the scientific talk yeah. during my tantra. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, yeah. we can talk about um, auras, whatever people believe in. Yeah. I'm not pushing anything Absolutely. anyone. Absolutely. But it's... It's so much more about a belief system as opposed to what you should believe in, fact or fiction. Okay, okay. It's really a difference of kind of saying, okay, I have this body that I embody. Right, right. <laughs> and I'm taking control of it. Right. So we can talk about Kegeling. Right. Or we can talk about um, chakra cleansing. Right, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so at the most basic level, what would you say that what would you say, I guess, someone who's never heard of the term Tantra mm -hmm. before, what, what is it? Like, how do they, mm. how do they, how do you, how would you define that? Yes, I like this question. Defining Tantra for me would definitely be our relationships with our bodies, how we embody that on a more subtle metaphysical plane. With me, yeah. we start with breath. Okay. We start with breath, so we slow things down. Okay. I'm, I feel <laughs> when you just said that, I slow. I slowed my breath. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And okay. I, I draw from Kundalini yoga. Mm -hmm. I'm really working on restorative and Thai yoga to make things more accessible for people of different bodies, mm -hmm. because even the language of tantra can be coded very dichotomous, um, Hollywood. I want to mm -hmm. say. Mm -hmm. uh, so. For me, first, we slow down the breath. Okay. <laughs> right? Okay. If you have a partner, we focus on getting that relationship with the partner in sync right now. Wow. So, soul gazing. S-O-U-L. Okay. Gazing. Okay. Um, if you Google it, basic exercise you'll see most Tantra professionals perform. Some people will do somatic Tantra where they do a lot of body work. Okay. Um, G-spot, P-spot activation. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so, I do a lot of coaching around it. Wow. And so, again, I, I want to take it from just being these concepts. Yeah. Because I don't want to say your fourth chakra or your solar plexus and you're like, but I still don't get it. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. We go through, okay, well, what's happened in your life? What blocks do you feel? If you're saying, I, I tense up. Right. That's your stomach. That's your solar plexus. I see. Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> you're right. Right. Stimulating the vagus nerve. Yeah. It runs from about your neck to your belly button mm -hmm. and back up, mm -hmm. sends signals to your your brain when you make vibrations or sound um it's it relaxes your nervous system oh. so you see what i'm saying so like, this everything is... is connected to something else absolutely so okay so tantra is the connection i guess it could be seen as the connection like that we that. feel to our bodies and ourselves and you're helping move people yes in a way in a basic way, because you had to break it down for me, because I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I, do, I say I do neck up, neck down integration. <laughs> I neck love up. that. I love that. So, as you were saying um, with Tantra and masturbation, mm -hmm. so, I guess how, how would you advise somebody, um, especially in thinking about this um, orbit of good sex, as we were talking about, and pleasure, mm -hmm. pleasurable sex, what what do you advise? What do you think? We are about to take everything and put it together. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> okay. 
Be comfortable laying down however you feel. Okay, you so dress step the one. part. Yes. All right, I'm not laying down yet, but I'm like laying back <laughs> in my chair. All right, step one. Okay. Laying back. Okay. Set the scene. You dress the part. You've told yourself, this is the speaking, positive yeah. self-talk. I'm about to have a good time. I'm just going to relax. Whatever you want to say yeah. to put yourself in a comfortable place, right? Wow, right. Whatever implements you want for masturbation, whether it's your brain, your breath, your hand, a toy, I don't care, <laughs> right? <laughs> you have everything ready. And through that process, you want to just start to slow down your breathing. Okay. Even when you're reaching arousal, excitement, orgasm, slow it down. down. Okay. <laughs> okay. So how do we do that? <laughs> Oh. How, what would you advise the as the best way to get, I guess, as folks say, get connected to your breath or slow down that breathing? Mm-hmm. Really start paying attention to the, not syncopation, that's offbeat. <laughs> <laughs> so, having a hand on your belly is the best way. So when you breathe out, you want it to go down. And when you breathe in, you want it to go out. Ooh, okay. <laughs> I'm doing it. I'm doing yes. it. And when you slow it down, you should start feeling it in your chest. Okay. Too. And so that, again, sends the signals to the other parts of your body. So when you start, and it's okay, be comfortable with your body. Give yourself permission. I'm actually doing a workshop on this in August, in October, excuse yes, me. Yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> I can't, I will be, I will yes. be there. But I'm oh going to be talking about the different ways that we receive pleasure. And it's going to talk about tantra, dance, and hypnosis. So again, movement, kinesthetic, and mental. What we tell ourselves, how we get it into our subconscious. Wow, the, wow. The body's so powerful. It's yeah. so amazing. Right. And so there's no right or wrong way to do this either. If you find that you start breathing faster and it's too much to slow down, don't slow down. Right. Don't be embarrassed about how you climax right. either. It's right, okay. right, right. your body. Absolutely. Do it again if it feels comfortable too. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So... You talked about being, at least, we talked about being comfortable in how we talk to ourselves. Mm -hmm. Positive self-talk, positive self-thought. We talked about the breathing, and Mm -hmm. something else you mentioned was the movement. So, how do we use movement in pleasure, and I guess in good sex, and in confidence, and all of that? Goodness. So, first off, just how we stand. Okay. Um, There's a whole psychology and biology to our spine alignment and Mm -hmm. what it says. So Mm -hmm. if you're always looking down, Mm -hmm. you're always bent over, of course, when it comes to the bed, you're not necessarily going to be lively because your whole, your whole life is spent downwards, not necessarily in a confident stride. Right. Um, so that's one thing, paying attention to how you embody yourself in a day to day life, (laughs) so to speak. Um, when it comes to the actual movement, depends on the person to be frank. Uh So, if you are a person of size, and this is what I specialize in, mm-hmm. adapt. <laughs> if you're like, I can't do that, figure out how you can do that. Right. It's okay. Right. Elevate yourself a little bit. Ooh. That's a big one for everybody. Uh-huh. Elevate your pelvis okay. off the bed. Get, okay. Get different angles. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's really just about... Getting like using some pillows like yes. under your back or your lower your waist. Back. Okay. There's so many ways to adapt the environment to yeah. your body and communicate with your partner. Okay. Hey, I don't really like you chewing there. Or a simple ow. If you're not quite there yet, an ow. Or an, oh, you know? <laughs> Use that too. It definitely it, it still stimulates that 
Oh, right. If you do a deep one, you right. feel it in your chest. You want the vibration to occur. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think what you say is so key, especially in the, I mean, all of these tips I think are amazing, but especially in what you just said about communicating with the partner mm-hmm. bit, it's, I feel like, especially as women, it's so hard for us to say, yep, listen, that was not good. Thanks, Thank but you. no thanks. I don't want to do that. Just waiting for it to be over. Right. And instead, and I, and it's, it's, I mean, I know probably you in your personal life, me in my personal life, I've had so many conversations with friends who were like, oh, it was terrible. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to hurt his feelings. Yes. Or if they're, if they're with a the guy, I don't want to hurt his feelings or I don't want to hurt my partner's feelings. So you know, it's fine. It's just a few minutes I can endure. But then it's like, no, if you don't say anything, that person's going to keep doing the same. them. You just keep letting them do the same stuff. And so I guess my question for you is, what are some ways, and we could brainstorm them together (laughs) so we can help some folks out. What are some ways that we can delicately since we do care i understand y'all we care about people's feelings and egos but what are some ways that we can communicate listen i mm -mm, not that not next time not never don't want that that was terrible do it like this don't do it like that i wish you had a penis theme because i feel like (laughs) this this conversation but coming soon no i don't know I would I always tell people allow your partner to rise to the occasion. Okay. So they they again we reinforce that these behaviors or that this form of pleasure is good and if it's not good for you, mm-hmm. let them know that. You mm-hmm. can either do it in the moment. Okay. So kind oh, of okay. a little too you, you can move your body to let them know this isn't going well. Yeah. To move the, the cadence to yeah. a place that you enjoy. Yeah. To kind of say, no, I'm tickling. Okay, stop. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. You know Like, you just, you're doing the face too. It's like, oh. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do it's terrible. That. Right. Okay, so moving and shifting our bodies yes. to let them know, all right, I prefer it here, mm-hmm. not there. Okay. To actually say, uh, a little harder, a little to the left. Mm-hmm. Oh, why don't we try this? Yes. How do you feel about that? It's okay. It's okay to bring conversation into the bedroom. It's Come so okay. On. <laughs> Come on. I totally agree with you. I think some people feel like talking or... And later on in different episodes, we'll talk about how this even plays into consent. Ooh. But because people want to be so, like, I don't want to hurt your feelings mm-hmm. or so quiet, then it just becomes this thing where it's like, we're not... Yeah. We're not talking about it at all. We're not... At, I, I don't want to exactly. hurt your feelings. So then you lead into these different situations where... Now you're irritated. Now you are not fulfilled. Now you're not satisfied. And it goes back to that concept of worth. His feelings are more important than your worth. Okay. Come okay, on, come man. on, Oprah. No soul <laughs> session. Come on. Okay, yes. Yeah, I think what you're saying is, is so right about putting one's pleasure... Above your own, like, yours doesn't matter in that moment. And so, that's why for me having the language, because it's easy to say, girl, all you have to do is just say, I don't like it, it," or don't do that. And it's genuinely hard. So, I, I do, I'm with you. In my personal life, and what I advise is, if you're not ready to speak up, or, like, maybe everything was going well, and that one second, it just went off, because yes. they wanted to just 
try that new thing. Nope. You could, yeah, I do sometimes the squeeze of the, of the, like, if I'm holding someone's um, hand or wrist, doing a squeeze to let them know, like, (laughs) not today, not on my watch. Nope. I love it. Or I think just, like you're saying, just that speaking up, like, and it doesn't have to be like, I don't like it. It could be like, (laughs) no, no, this is, stop it, get off of me. It could be. Hey, that's a whispering, like, hey, you know, do you want to try it like this? Yes. Or I'd rather you do it like that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like guys are like, oh, what? You're giving me some instruction? They, yeah. They can take pleasure in yeah. you. Yeah, because now they actually want to do the right thing. They mm-hmm. want to do it the right way. I mean, if you have a considerate partner who's actually <laughs> interested in your pleasure, then yeah, yeah they don't mind the feedback um, in in a sexy way and so I just think maybe the whisper or the I'd rather you do it like this Uh versus this or try it like this or I love it when you do blah 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 because Mm -hmm. then it's that positive reinforcement Mm -hmm. instead of the get off me or the hurt (laughs) or now y'all stomping around each other he don't know why he's like whatever she just "Mm." right exactly and they're gonna and that's the thing I think the moral of the story is if you don't say or do or move anything it's gonna keep being the same and it's not you have to speak up for your pleasure we can't just expect someone to know what they're doing yes and I think you did say something a little bit earlier about um, about speaking up whether it's in or out, like in the moment. Yes. So how do you think we could bring up the conversation when we're done or maybe we're having some coffee or something? Yeah. How can we revisit <laughs> that conversation? To be, Maybe we didn't feel like saying anything in the moment, yeah. but how do we bring that up later on, in your opinion? So there's an amalgam of ways that can happen if you're not comfortable with the uh, you mentioned I can't wait for this episode of consent negotiation I'm going to try I'm trying out here y'all because <laughs> there, there's a whole conversation a dynamic that can be established beforehand if you're not quite there yet that's fine too yeah in the moment works and then afterwards depending on if you guys are doing afterglow or if you're just shoving your jeans on kind of saying you know that was really fun next time so on and so forth mm. that's okay too yeah if they offer you water yeah or coffee yeah if you guys are snuggled up watching a movie it's okay Absolutely. the same way you guys are talking about what netflix you guys want to watch mm. talk about where you want someone's mouth to be just throwing it out there. <laughs> yes i love i love and i love how you just said it just like that like in that casual mm. just like we talk about anything else this should be something that you're, I feel, that you should be checking in about. Yes. Am I, am I pleasing you? Ask your partner, and this goes for everybody. I'm Ask your partner. accordingly, please. Yeah, exactly. Don't, see, some of y'all don't know how to talk to people, so we're teaching you how to talk to people. <laughs> Positive reinforcement works wonders, y'all. Some of y'all, like, have the opportunity to give somebody some feedback, yes. and you have to bring out your checklist, put on your glasses. Whatever like, listen, you want. listen, listen. <laughs> No, take don't. Yeah, it's all about it's all about the positive reinforcement, y'all. So even if we're talking about it later, you could say, "Hey, babe, I really enjoyed. You know, Mm -hmm. you you put it on, but I really like what you did here, here, and here. These are my favorite things. I love when you do that. You know, next time, can you do it this way? Mm -hmm. Or I just rather do it like this the whole time. And guess what? Especially when it comes to female-bodied people. I know 
things do not we sometimes Monday we're like do it fast yes. Friday we're like slow it down Saturday we're like hold my hand Sunday we're like pull my hand like yes it changes and so it's I think it's also about paying attention to the cues mm-hmm. that you know we have those nonverbal oh, yeah. cues you gotta look at what the person's face is saying you gotta pay attention to it like you're Don't saying with the body are they tensing up are they relaxing mm-hmm. are they just la- are they just like a dead fish like what's going on and I know it could get annoying but I, fe- I know it changes I know sometimes with me I'm like one day I'm like I just really want you to Hold my hand and stroke my face. And other times I'm like, snap it, snap it, snap it, snap it. Do it, do it, do it. Ass, ass, ass. Oh, you know, whatever. Like, I mean, you just got that. Like, it changes. And so it really, I feel like we have to be willing to, I guess, be a brand new us every time. And, like, we got the go-to things. But also being open, like you're saying, to that. Be present, yes. Like, yes, absolutely. To listening with our bodies yes. with just examining and seeing how everything's going like you're saying with the breath i know sometimes that's like especially as women sometimes we do that mm-hmm. strain keep, it, keep in. it in yeah. and it's like no relax if you're enjoying it enjoy it. if you're not you need to speak up because you're going to continue having just terrible yeah not so great experiences so this is like a a side another thing but there's actually a science to vaginal orgasm and squirting and the relationship between breath and the concept of permission around that so i'll just say a lot of people like oh what about breath and it's like no it's a beautiful thing yeah you can learn yeah and it's wonderful so don't don't discount the breath if i said squirter and you said You can learn, but definitely, yes, having, definitely. having those conversations and normalizing it because it is people's feelings. Sex is very intimate. Yeah. It's very personal. Yeah. So if you're very type A and you, you still haven't quite gotten the grasp of it, do the sandwich compliment. Yes. <laughs> Oreo cookie compliment. Yeah. Ice cream cookie. Something good. Something you like to see better or, or an invitation. Make it sound sexy. Yeah. You don't have to say, I didn't like when you da-da-da kind of say, you know, I really... Enjoy it such and such, and I'd like to try this next time. Yeah, yeah. Or or even if even if you feel like your partner's really sensitive, you could say, hey, I was reading this thing, and I thought it'd be a really yes. good idea if we could try blah, blah, blah. Externalize. Externalize. And I think, I think it's just, I mean, it's sex. It changes. We want it to be good. Mm-hmm. That's how I classify good sex, being yes. pleasurable and being, like, you want to do it for delicious. a reason. Right. Yes. Oh, delicious. Yes. And so we want to be in the moment. We want we want good stuff to happen. So mm-hmm. in order for that to happen, communication is definitely key. So I think at the end of the day, communication about how to do it. Mm. All right. So my last question for you, because we're running low okay. on time, is... Do you have any tips or advice on how we can enhance our sexual experiences? Absolutely. Your eyes just like, boop, lit up. I love that. <laughs> just do it. <laughs> I'm stealing from Nike. Just do it. If you, if you are having hesitations, really look into what that is for you and examine it. Because when you go forward, then you have an excuse to kind of say, I'm confident and comfortable about why I did or did not, and I'm going to proceed accordingly. Yeah. Know yourself. Yeah. 
Know yourself. Know what you like. Yes. Definitely. I like that. And keep an open mind. My goodness. So many great things have come from an open mind. Oh. That's another part of knowing yourself. <laughs> oh. All right. I appreciate you, Desiree, for uh. coming out with me and being here and just giving us so many great, great, great things. So before you leave, we got a new segment mm. that I want to try out with you. Um, <sighs> Beta. This was, uh, this segment was a uh, brainstorm, was given to me. I did not come up with this name. Mm. It's called Vagice. Ooh. Um, it's the, it's the advice. <laughs> advice section of the podcast so a few of you sent me some voice recordings um with your questions and i want to take the time to answer them are you willing to stay to answer some questions with me absolutely all right awesome 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 i I didn't i didn't do this you see y'all i told you i'm open to hearing your suggestions so whatever other suggestions for segment names you have i want to hear them so our first question comes from Rahil, and here is his question. Hi, my name is Rahil. I wanted to know, after a woman gives birth, does her vagina eventually go back to its prior form in terms of tightness? I believe over time that it does, but my girlfriend says that's not true. She says it'll remain stressed out unless the woman actively works to get it back to how it was. I don't disagree that things can be done to increase tightness, but from what I've learned, those techniques don't have to be employed for the vagina to have the same tightness again after giving birth. It's something that happens naturally. Anyhow, thanks for taking time to answer my question, and while it's important for all of us to know the answer to these sorts of things, it's also very important we figure out who's more right about this, me or my girlfriend. Thanks. (laughs) So, Rahil has some really, he had a really good question, but he's also trying to settle the score between him and his (laughs) girlfriend. So, what do you think? Mm. Or what's your vagice to him? Disclaimer, I cannot speak from personal experience, (laughs) and I'm going to say it's implied, I guess, he's talking about vaginal birth and not a cesarean. I'm going to have to give it to his girlfriend, though. And, and this this is never having birthed a child. Okay. Keep in mind. Okay. I think people have this idea that the vagina is just this loose, sloppy, wet landslide after birth, and that's not it at all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But from the women I know who have given birth, they are saying that things are different after. Why? Because you push the human life from out sure. of there. Sure. So they do say Kegeling. It depends on if you've gotten an episiotomy or not, too. There's mm. a lot of surgical stuff that happens oh, down there. Okay. So, uh, yeah, it is different, the landscape, but it's not saying uh, it's widely <laughs> different. <laughs> it could just be the difference between maybe, I don't know, a bendy straw and a straight one. Oh, all right. You know what, Desiree, you came, you came to, you know, the faux studio here. I'm going to have to give it to him, actually. Okay, so I think, and it's, 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 I think it's a lot. So I newly am on his side because I was actually reading some articles because this was something that's been on my mind because I get this question a lot. And there's actually a couple schools of thought on this, mm. and I can't tell you which one is right, which one is wrong, but some people say that we're constantly working our pelvic floor muscles, mm-hmm. 
So there's really no need to add more exercise to that, the clenching and yeah. you know doing the Kegel exercises, um, because it's co- we're constantly doing using them to like move and to get up yeah. and to we're constantly squeezing them, and so they're just like, all right, you just add in more exercise to it, but it really doesn't make a difference. And and from so from what I'm reading <laughs> is if you're moving and you're still and you're active and you're doing all the movements that you were doing before. It's going to, just like anything else, get back to where it was. Uh-huh. Now, on the other, and with that, I've also read that um, Kegels can actually just make the muscles tight, mm-hmm. but tight muscles aren't what we want. Uh, some, some doctor, and I'll quote this, and I'll post it on my <laughs> website, uh, on this article I was reading, one of the doctors was saying how tight muscles aren't the same thing as tone muscles. Yeah. So we want to do other exercises involving the pelvic floor muscles to get tone because tone muscles move and they form. And yeah. when we're talking about pleasure, yeah, definitely that's going to help. Whereas yeah. Kegels can just make them tight. Well, because people aren't doing yeah. them right either, though. People, Ooh, that's the hey. thing. Now, I'm not necessarily a Kegel advocate, but it's yeah. the most accessible term. <laughs> I don't want to get called out for no more. No, I hear you. <laughs> But people, they don't, they don't do the relaxation. You're right. They just mm. tighten. They focus on tighten. But you have yes. to relax, actively relax. Yes. You know, and that, that can be part of your masturbation or just your self-care is laying, sitting, standing, and seeing how it works. Because like you're mm. saying, we're working the pelvic floor, but what does that mean? Yeah. I work my arms every day. They still a little bit jiggly. <laughs> I'm just saying, how are we using and toning yeah. these muscles? And to your credit, yeah. you, you are saying we have to work it, tone it. But that means it's work, which negates his theory. Ah, okay, all right, all right, fine, fine, fine. This you see, is good fun. We just agree and disagree. Disagree. But no, you're absolutely, and that's exactly mm. what the doctor said. We're not doing the relaxation mm-hmm. needed in order to fully tone those muscles. Yeah. And so now you're just walking around with a lot of tight muscles, which can actually weaken the pelvic yes. floor, which is those are the different schools of thought I've, I've had some people be like no like you're supposed to do them 10 reps every day for no. you know 10 minutes a day and then we I, I've also read some people's pieces saying you know doing them consistently can actually just like if we work our arms yeah. every single day they can actually become weak to the point where they mm-hmm. just can't we're just so weak in the arms or so weak down there that we just can't hold you anything. Well, so. it depends if you mess it up. Exactly, exactly. So we want to tone the muscles, <laughs> not tighten the muscles. Pamper the muscles at the end of the day, Exactly. Too. We got to relax. We got to breathe. But again, like Desiree was saying, if someone pushes a, a human being out, things are going to change. But again, that does not mean... You do not have value. That does not mean that love below is yes. not the best thing that work. you got. It doesn't work. For some You're, people out here, it's better. I'm just it, saying. That's the thing. I've and, heard that. and some people say it's better. So, you know, ladies, don't come on. Don't be so hard <laughs> on yourselves. Do your thing. Do your thing. All right. You ready for another question? Sure. All right. So we have question from jasmine here and thank you everyone for taking the time out to record your question and if you want to record a question and send it to me so we can answer i'm more than happy to just send a voice audio or you could just send me a quick text i mean not text (laughs) y'all have my phone number boundaries Um, (laughs) 
email me at vagisteve at gmail.com or, you know, hit me up on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter and tweet me your question. I'm more than happy to get the answer for you. So thanks everyone for sending in your audio. So we have Jasmine here and... Hi, Vanessa. This is Jasmine from Memphis. Um, I know you talked about on your last podcast about cleaning it and washing it. Um, but I just had a question. I know you said not to put soap like in the vagina, but what about the vulva and like the outer areas? Should you use soap on those areas or should you just like do like a general wipe down? All right. So thanks, Jasmine, for that question. It's a very, very, very common question. And honestly, there's no soap needed on any of those parts. Uh, when we are first, just to give you some background, first episode of the podcast uh, was called Clean It and Wash It um, based on a joke <laughs> that my friend had caught me in because I was saying the things I've learned about my vagina is you got to clean it and wash it. And she was like, What's the difference? And then it became clean and washed. Oh. It was our, was our uh, tagline. <laughs> I like that. But yeah, but a lot of people are very sensitive mm-hmm. um, to the fragrances that are in soap and to different chemicals that are in soap. And so could act, using soap down there can actually cause some irritation and could also you know, cause yeast infections and things to go out of control. So you actually don't need soap down there. You need a wash, warm washcloth and you could just literally wipe it down. But for those who grew <laughs> up with the soap in mind, um, if you are going to use soap, do not ever use it inside of the vagina. Yeah. Like we were saying, the vagina is a self-cleaning organ, just like your eye. All you just don't, you don't even have to do, you know, douching. No. Oh, Summer's no. Eve is making a killing, a killing out here. Off a don't buy that stuff. Don't just don't. <laughs> you could tell them I said it to y'all. Just don't buy that stuff. It's unnecessary. No douching. You don't need no baby powder caked up oh, in your. Oh God, dr- no, 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 no. Baby there was powder. actually a lawsuit out yeah. um, from a woman who used baby powder every day yep. because she thought in order to be fresh down there. Yep. That she, you know, she had to put this baby powder in her underwear yeah. and ended up getting cancer. Actually, most women dying. do ovarian cancer. So we don't need powder, guys. We're fine. We don't need to douche. Douching actually can create the sense that yes. we are trying to quote unquote escape. <laughs> uh, so uh, if you do, if you come from the school of thought where we need to use or you want to use soap, it makes you feel more comfortable. We use a mild soap around the around around the folds uh and you know again warm warm water and then you rinse no need to stick anything inside the vagina so that's my two cents so did you want to add anything <laughs> to that i would say it depends on how active you are yeah again not inside the vagina self-cleaning yeah. organ but if you're a bigger person mm. if you're an active person yeah a little bit of mild soap can help, you know, a, a white washcloth will just yeah. tell you all you want to know. Yeah. So feel free to just make yourself feel clean and comfortable. Right. But understanding that this is your body. Yeah. And this isn't 
propaganda. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And when we say mild soap, we are not talking about Irish Spring, y'all. No. Oh, God. Irish no. Spring is just like, boop, let me tear all your skin off. Gosh. Um, No, dials. We're talking about a, a dove. Uh-huh. A mild and, dove. And a very, a, if that, if you're going for stuff that's over the counter, just not over the counter, mm-hmm. doing things that are you find in a grocery store, um, there's a line of um, really, like, uh, like vegan and environmentally Mm -hmm. friendly washes i know there's one that i follow on instagram called honey pot which is like all great ingredients so you know you could definitely use that they've you know no animal testing you know all of the great things Mm. and no glycerides and all of that jazz so you know check them out as well and that you know for someone who wants something as a wash um they they have those no no summer's ease y'all just stop (laughs) Just stop. And yeah, and the thing is, I, I found that some some women have told me that they stopped using soap and just literally did the, you know, washcloth and water and just the wipe down. Mm-hmm. And they stopped getting yeast infections, Good. stopped, you know, just the scents that they were or the odors that they were trying to yeah. get away from. Actually, no odors at all. Thank so. Goodness. You know, so you have to do what's best for you, mm-hmm. but I'm going to tell you right here now, rule of thumb, no douching, no putting things inside of the vagina. Your vagina is perfect the way it is. Yes. Now, if there's an odor, odor, y'all, like fish, yeah. I can't handle Cheeses, it. Odor. Right. Pungents. Then you got, that's when you got to go yeah. to the doctor. Get it checked out. No shame, no shade. Not Just get it checked out. Um, but it can also be happening because we're using some of those products. Mm -hmm. So those products that are there telling you that something is wrong with your natural odor Mm -hmm. are actually, can actually be causing the odor. So don't block your pheromone blessing. You know, just, and for those who are wondering what, what a natural healthy vagina smells like, what I like to tell my students is when you, when you get into the shower, you wash under your armpits even though you use soap and even though, you know, you've washed up, mm-hmm. it still has an odor and that's your natural body mm-hmm. odor. And I think that's what this area is supposed to smell like. So <laughs> your natural odor, that's yeah. what we mean when we say natural odor. So it's yours. It's wonderful. It's magnificent. Embrace it. So yes. thanks Jasmine for that question. Do you have anything else you'd like to add? When in doubt, check your doctor or your diet. Boom! I'll see you. Okay. All right. So, Desiree, you spent an amazing time with me here. Thank you so much for blessing us with all of this wonderful knowledge and information. Where can the people find you on the internet? Mm, mm, Two websites. Yes. (laughs) Or in the world, wherever you want them to find you. (laughs) DesireeAndRobinson.com. That's desire with an E. Desiree. Desireeandrobinson.com for more clinical therapeutic services or coaching. And if you're looking for more Tantra, more sexy education, tantradc.com. Ooh. And And you said your next workshop is when? Actually, I'm going to be doing more workshops in September. Okay, great. However, because you were so thoughtful and precious for having me here for anyone who mentions that you heard me on Vagisteam 10% off until the end of the year for any service so y'all hear this we saving money out here y'all and then you're gonna take that 10% saving and go invest it y'all just you see (laughs) awesome awesome so that's Desiree and Robinson got it and then on tantra dc 
Dot com. Yes. Okay, awesome, awesome. So before you leave today, we always end the show with your number one vagistine boosting tip. What can you, what do you do mm. or what advice do you have for those trying to boost their vagistine? <sighs> notice it. Okay. Just notice it. Okay, now. When you're sitting, walking, chatting it up, just give yourself a little reminder of what you got going. And with that, friends, we are out of here. I will see y'all in two weeks. Woo! I promise this time, send me your questions. Send me any comments you have. Uh, rate, subscribe, and follow uh, the Vagicine Podcast on iTunes. You can listen to it on SoundCloud for those of y'all who are not team iPhone. And we're also on Stitcher. So thank you so much again. Tell a friend. Spread the good gospel of Vagicine. And I'll see you in two weeks. So Okay, ladies, now let's get information. You know you that bitch when you cause all this conversation. Always stay gracious, best revenge is your paper. 